Welcome back and happy new year to all of our listeners and and you guys here as well. Lucas Johnson back with Mark Johnson and Chuck Johnson. Another episode of Sweet Shots Podcast. Episode 13, I believe. So lucky number 13. And gents, we're finally, we made it. We made it past Christmas break. We finally got some golf on this weekend. So exciting. We'll be able to talk some golf for the first time in what feels like forever. Looking forward to it. And uh, some a great show ahead of us. So, yeah, I think it's uh, pretty good. But before we jump into that, with it being New Year's, the whole theme of New Year's resolutions comes to mind. Uh, have you guys made any for, for the new year? You had thought about it? I've thought about it. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play more golf. Play so, more golf. Yeah. That's and you would think, yep. well, what's that mean? I only played three rounds last summer. That's not cutting it. That's not enough. No, it's not enough. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna make time to play more. Hopefully with you guys. And this is this is real out on a golf course, not Correct. a virtual golf. That's right. Yes. Yeah, out you played plenty of golf. I swung the club here, but green grass, playing golf, I need to play more than three. So that's, that's mine. Fine. I like it. Yep. Gonna be a little difficult for the next few months, but. <laughs> There's guys that played more golf in a weekend I know. than you played all summer. That's correct. Wow. That's almost impressive, actually. Depressing. Or depressing. Yeah. How about you guys? I'm not a big resolution guy because I live my life every day, you know, to the <laughs> fullest. So I don't need to be motivated with things sure. like that. But mm-hmm. this silly, this uh, Rise Fitness, where we go work out in the morning, they did a 31-day challenge. And I, when I walked in, a friend of mine was walking out. He goes, you're going to love the 31-day challenge. I said, I want nothing to do with the 31-day challenge. But then they you know, kind of pressed a couple buttons in the competitive whatever. So I opted in for the highest uh, option. What is that? Whatever that was. So the resolution is the next 31 days. Yeah. Well, you get, you get I don't, I didn't, I didn't look at it close enough. But basically, for every mile you run, you get so many miles in quotation and and the, you try it in 31 days i'm trying to run a thousand miles which it's it's not a thousand miles it's like 300 miles okay but they broke it down per day which we're actually training for a half marathon marathon uh february, february 4th in yep. mesa arizona so it's like okay the running's not going to be a problem yeah um but the sit-ups and push-ups might be a challenge oh so it's a combo of of all of them. You can you can pick biking, running, and you need to accumulate all these points, which um, is is the level that you choose. So mm-hmm. I chose the top level, of course. Of course you did. Um, and it requires, on average, 79 push-ups per day and 79 sit-ups per day. You got this. What? Oh. We're, and that, yeah. and, the, and they, the confidence in it from LJ. Yeah. The, what? Well, I, could see, I could see you do it, although you could run from here to Mexico and be fine, but. I know I'm a little concerned. It's not like the Portnoy uh, fella from Barstool. Yeah. Have you heard about his resolution? No. He said, I'm getting fat. I'm going to do, and who wants to join me? One sit up on the first day oh, of the year. And yeah. he accumulates. So the last day of the year, he's doing 365. Is that how many days are you? Yep. Yep. 365. Push, up. but he's doing the day before. He's doing three sixty four, and the day before that, three sixty three. I like that. So Ouch. he posted his first day, Ouch. January first. Yeah, he gets off the couch. He go. He sits on the floor, does one sit up, 
And he goes to sit back down. Sits back down and gets his bowl of ice cream or whatever he was eating. No way. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> it's all fine and dandy until you got to do about 50 of them. And then, right. and then you it. start rethinking. Wow. If you've built up to it, though, LJ. That's this, true. You might be on right. to something. Like you were talking about with the running, it's kind of like putting the, the frog in a boiling water. Right. You just sat down and cranked out 365 sit-ups. It's not going to happen. Sick. But if you build up. Yeah. So that's what he's doing. And that's what I signed up for 31 days. Um, like, and then, and then the trainer, she's like, Oh, come on, you can do the, just do, you know, 25 push ups when you wake up 25 in the middle of the day and then 25 yeah. when you go to bed. And when you think of it that way, simple. Okay. That's 70. I said, well, that's 75. I need four more. Yeah. And she's like, I'll just do four more at night. So you're going to be, you're going to be sitting in the offices, Chuck, and Mark's going to get right down in the middle. Cause just, he doesn't have space in his yep. cube to rep out 25 push-ups. You got to print around him, you know. Right. So that's res- that's uh, that's a 31-day resolution. And okay. I cheated because I already had banked some miles on uh, January 1st, so I used those. But anyways, um do you hear about the guy speaking of running that did a marathon a day? No. In what? 2022. No way. I did not Every hear about day that. he ran a marathon and he held down a full-time job. No way. It was a normal guy. So he it, He's running the equivalent of a marathon, right? 26.2 miles. He's not going and finding finding a marathon every day. Well, that's, yeah, I think you're right. I think he ran the equivalent of a marathon every marathon. day, but he did run a lot of- Which like, doesn't take away from anything, but you say hold down insane. a full-time job. That's that's nuts. I think he was from Great Britain or Ireland. I, I, I saw the story right. and uh, it was a big celebration for his, but could you imagine the commitment level that you need no. to have to run 26.2 per day? Every How long day? do you think it's taken him? Um, they, they talked about that. I didn't remember. Like three hours. No, 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 no. no. Longer than that. He was, like he was four and a half. He was running like, I, let's so just call it four hour marathon. He's, he's, I'm not want to use the word wasting, but four hours a day running. Well, I mean, if you said I'm getting up at five, I don't have to be to work till 10. What are you doing from five? People to nine? say the same thing about playing golf. Reading you're wasting. Oh, four, there you go. You're, you're wasting four hours of your day playing golf. Maybe that's why I only played three rounds. No, that's true. <laughs> this is a golf podcast. We need to talk more <laughs> favorable light of golf than that. No, but to his but point, no, you're he's, right. he's saying, you know, you're wasting four hours running. People say you're wasting four hours playing around a golf. We that's enjoy that. passion. Maybe he enjoys it. That's it's, the, it's the equivalent of playing 18 holes a day. Yep. Walking 18 holes a day. Yep. So he just, yeah, it's equivalent to playing 18 holes a day for, for 365 it, days. Ooh. That's a lot. Okay. Mark, you're a, mar- a you're a runner. And I think I know the answer to this. And, and just out of curiosity, more mentally challenging a tournament round of golf down the stretch in contention or running a, a full marathon? They're, they're different. And I'll classify this. I know there could be like real runners out there. I used to be like a, well, for an average guy, a competitive marathoner. I, I had a competitive edge to what I was trying to do with marathon. Yeah, you ran including, Boston. Including in qualifying York, for yep, Boston. Yep. For a guy having a normal job and a normal guy. That um, it, It's anyways, but um, mentally, well, in a marathon, you need, you're only half done 20 miles in. I mean, the mental fortitude you need the last six miles is greater than the expenditure of the first 20 easily. Not even, mm-hmm. you can't even compare I could you, any well whatever um and golf um yeah 
marathon, you're doing so many deals in your head. You're making, you're making, making bets. You've well, making you're another mile kind of deal. You, yeah. You, you got to talk yourself into things. Mm. Golf is not as manipulative as that. On a golf course, you're trying to make commitments to shots. You're seeing shots. You're going through process. And it, so in my mind, it's more of having the discipline in golf to say, here's my shot. I know I've got the best round going or I'm leading a tournament or I'm trying to catch this. Per-. You have to block all that out and replace it with what's the process? What's the shot? It's 175 yards. What's my trajectory? So in, in golf, you get caught up. If you're doing it right, you get caught, caught up in the process. In marathoning, you actually don't want to think about the process because the moment you start thinking about how much your legs hurt or how much your you know your wind or what your heart rate's doing, that's when you're sunk. You need to just be in um, la la land. You need to focus on just other cruise things. control. Just yeah, so it's very it's very different. I don't know if that answered your mm-hmm. question, but yeah, uh, I was just because, like you said, we're we're trying. I'm eventually going to run try and run the the Fargo full marathon in May, but we were going to go down and, and do a half in, in February. And so that's what I've tried, like at, through my training, I've noticed in my long runs, you do start to make deals with yourself. So like you take it one mile at a time. It is, you got to be mentally tough just because the easy way is just to hit stop and, and be done or walk and be done. Yes. And so I was trying to find a, find an equivalent to playing competitive golf because it, it would just be, you know, if you, the closest thing that I could think of is that you hit a bad shot um, down the stretch and the easy way would just be, well, my round's over. You know, you got to have the the strength. The, uh, to your point, it is different because you got to be in the moment and you got to find the next shot. But um, I think everyone always says that golf's such a mental mental gain, 80% mental. And I think running's probably 95% mental, you know. It's kind of where I'm at on, on that end of it. I think endurance running is, endurance is running. One, once yep. you've done, once you've done your work, yes, then it's, it's just a, a mindset. I mean, there's certainly things that your body's just not capable of doing. Same thing in golf. Right. I mean, I, I just can't hit it 340. I mean, 320 or 300. So you just, you know, you have physical limitations, but, right? Um, yeah. So, but that's, it's, it's, it's interesting to compare the two, but, um, I have one quick, Quick story sure. on, on comparison. Then we need to get your resolution. We yep. haven't heard yeah, your resolution. Got, yeah, Quick story about, I, I used a comparison to try and explain what happened to me at the Twin Cities Marathon once um, to golfer friends of mine. And I was trying to qualify for Boston and I was well within the number. I think and I was there, wasn't it? It's like qualifying. Yeah. I think you were, it's like qualifying for a, a, a or playing a golf tournament. And I said, I'm six under par with three holes to play. And all you need to do is shoot even. And you're in one of those deals, like six under par. And I maybe had four miles to go and I hit what you'd call the wall. Um, There's different ways to hit the wall in marathoning, but I hit it. (laughs) And it uh, required walking the last four miles, kind of a walk, walk jog. And I missed the time. And I was, I, I was having such a great day, but yet I made, you know, I probably went double, double, triple. To miss it by miss one, it. Oh, ouch! That's rough. I remember that day because that that car ride home was uh, it was a little touch and go there for a while, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I got depleted. You were with me the next day. We went back down for the Vikings Packers game, Chuck. I remember that, and I still wasn't right. It took me a long time to kind of, um, yeah, just just yeah, and that's part of 
any endurance uh, sport, you need to learn your limitations sure. and how your body reacts. And I was depleted of uh, many nutrients that a person needs to function. <laughs> golf, yeah, you don't yeah. have to really deal with that. However, in golf, you do, there's there's also proof that you need some carbs in your body yep. with golf. You need that balance of carbs, pro, proteins. You can't. Your brain needs carbs to function. You get late in a round, and you haven't had some type of nourishment. You're, you're it's a little Russian roulette. Yeah, decision making starts yep. to get impacted a little bit. Okay, what's yeah, your what's your deal? What's your deal? Uh, my new resolution, similar to yours, Chuck, is play more golf, mm, okay. um, more tournament golf because it's oh, there you go. it's just uh, as a professional. Last year was nice, um, but it's kind of my first summer of of expecting my game to be in one spot, and my performance is much less than that. And I know my potential is higher, so I want to play more tournament golf, keep it sharper. Um, and then on more of a personal side of things with training for the marathon, I got a wedding coming in June. I want to be able to prolong being in shape because I have, since I've started running, I've gotten in shape and I feel a lot better about myself. So I want to keep that going. Good for you. Through the year. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be doing 365 sit-ups or 79 push-ups a day or whatever, but trying to find a, a method that works for me to just stay in shape a little more. And the, 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 any endurance training, whether you're on a bike or running, it will pay off in golf because down right. the stretch, right. mm-hmm. you know, and folks that don't play a lot of golf don't understand or appreciate um, the fact that, it, you know, it, it it can take it out of you. You walk yeah. on a hot day, 18 holes up oh, over yeah. Hill and Dale. And, well, even college golf, 36 holes a day. I mean, you start getting into that 30th hole and you've only had a turkey sandwich to eat, you know, to your earlier point, make sure you get some snacks. But there comes a, there's a wall in that day too, where it's just like, I don't want to hit this next shot or when are we done? So, um, yeah, I'm interested to see how that impacts because it will be a nice little transition into the golf season with, with the training and everything. So that, that would be my new year's resolutions. I think it's going to be a great year, you know, and, and looking forward for sweet shots. It's, uh, we're figuring some things out. So I'm excited for, for what we got cooking here. League starting up next week, week from today. Is our first ladies' league. Um, we're recording on Tuesday, so that'll be great. Yep. We got another round of uh, our winter league, our open league. That's doing Wednesdays now, so that'll be good, too. Still room in both. For yes. folks that are interested, you go to our website, sweetshots.com, and you can sign up. Yeah. And I like that wrinkle. Uh, you guys got planned for the, for the ladies' league, similar to what you guys did this fall, where it's golf on the tee line, but then there's some weeks where you guys are indoors doing some... Uh, sampling of yeah. foods and or beverages yeah i mean we got great great ideas coming for for the ladies league uh mix in a little bit of social with some competition so i'm excited the first one was a hit we're gonna we're gonna keep rolling on that um transitioning into a little more golf news now that we've got some we're traveling to hawaii this week we're going Love to it. let's go maui the island of maui um but before we get that we started seeing some uh, Masters news start trickling in. Obviously, we touched on it a couple of weeks ago with the Live Golfers being announced. But now they're getting the invites out. In the mail. In the mail. Yep. Did you, get, did you see this Very traditional. Augusta's very traditional very. Yeah, in how Love they handle it. things. So the, the point in which we're getting at is there happens to be a gentleman by the name of Scott Stallings. Heard of him. Who qualified for the Masters. So he's getting an invite. Good player. He's wasn't playing he this the one? Yeah. Wasn't he the one that went through like the body transformation? Like oh, he was know. a little bigger, not in shape, and then That's he a made a commitment and uh, push up, sit ups. 
Yep, I think he did 70, on average, 79 sit-ups yep. and push-ups a day See? for 31 days. And he came out looking like... Scott Stallings. Yeah. This guy. I mean, right oh, well, he I qualified okay. for the Masters. There you go. He makes Brooks Kepka's shirt looks lo- look loose. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Scott Stallings qualifies for the Masters. Yeah. He's expecting his Masters invite. Everyone else is getting them. Tom Hoagie's getting them. They're posting them on their Instagrams, everything. And he sent out a tweet. This was yesterday. And he said, literally have been checking the mailbox five times a day, as anyone would. And then I get this random DM yesterday. And this gentleman DM'd him. He goes, hi, Scott. My name is Scott Stallings. And I am from Georgia. So they both Scott Stallings, both from Georgia. But he goes, my wife's name is Jennifer, too. So, I mean, these guys are the same person. (laughs) Well... They happened, this Scott Stallings, this non-golfer Scott Stallings, um, happened to receive Scott Stallings' invite. And the the DM goes into detail as far as, I mean, he gives out everything um, from, you know, the dates that he's played, trying to make it seem realistic. Because, like, if you get a master's invite and someone just randomly DMs you and goes, hey, I have your master's invite, like, what are the chances that that's real? Right. Then he includes the pictures of the invite. He goes, I'm really not kidding, I promise. Yeah. That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? So like they, uh, you know, he gives his contacts, all this stuff, and then uh, there's a another video where the the I don't want to call him the fake Scott Stallings because he's real, but he's a guy, real Scott. Yeah, yeah, the the non PGA pro Scott Stallings. The, he sent out a tweet with uh, him going to the UPS store, mailing the the Masters invite <laughs> to the PGA Scott Stallings. That's funny. And uh, I, he says, "I promise you, I wasn't kidding." The invitation mailed to you. My wife made me do it. You're welcome. Hmm. I would so, think this. He's got to be getting passes to the master. Well, that's what I was just going to ask. If yeah. you're, if you're, let's say the Scott Stallings, Peace you got to be. Yeah. You got to take care of this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Take At least practice round. <laughs> right. At least. Huh. Yeah. Thank you. Because I'm sure he's been stressing over. Where's my invite? Like well, he said, yeah, like five days or yeah. five times a day. He's checking the inbox. Going out to the mail. As anyone would. Yep. You get your invite to the Masters. All the so, other guys are getting it. I got a question. So you got a person that's in charge of mailing these on behalf of Masters, Augusta. So you simply just find Scott Stallings, Georgia, and assume it's him? I mean, right. they got a, there's, there's like a database, right, of where these people live, I would assume. They Home address. To, they have well, to. Well, PGA Tour, I would think, could, right. could I was gonna say provide the PGA their Tour mailing have, address. Yep. So it's Are embarrassing. You thumbing through the yeah, page that's embarrassing for Augusta. They got Augusta. a Rolodex in there. They, they, don't, make, they don't make Google mistakes search. Like well, but the, would it be a mistake on the post office, though? Well, if no, they they're just, just sending it to written an address. They yeah. send it to whatever's on the envelope. Yeah. Whatever happened, there is a, there is a mix-up. That's yeah, crazy. And the intern at Augusta assigned the project to say, all right, here's the list. Since Scott Stalling is an invite, whoops. Do you think Probably that's an intern? Out. That's a pretty important deal. I would say it's got to be some. It's pretty important. Yeah. Pretty important. I wonder who sends them out. Like, I don't know. I so, mean, and why? chairman's not doing it. This no. is, that's tradition. Tradition. It's tradition. Everything's tradition with Augusta. Okay. So, here's my question. This is begs the, this instant begs the question. Mark, you had mentioned it before the show. Well, that can happen to me. I think it could happen to a Mark Johnson. What do you do if a random master's invitation shows up in your mailbox 
inviting you to play at the Masters? Well, I'd have to ask for work off. (laughs) (laughs) First. (laughs) Yeah. Well, do do I get a practice round? Yeah. (laughs) I'm inviting you to play the Masters. I mean, do do you... Do you be the bigger person and you try and track down the actual person that go, or do you just take it as you're, this is, <laughs> I must have won the lottery. I'm going to go play in the Masters. The fact is, you have an, in, I mean, if yes. you're that person, yeah. the fact is, you you are in possession yes. of, that of an invite, yeah. and, it, and you are Scott Stallings. Right. It says it right here on my driver's license. So could you at least, before you gave that up, could you have at least, I'm sure, I think Tom told us, you can go play a practice round. Yeah, you could. With, right. Maybe with a member, maybe. Or can you just, I, hey, I'm in the field. I want to play a practice round. Well, yeah, didn't I they would say have they milked. let him play five times before that even or okay. something? Okay. Yeah, so if I'm Scott Stallings, the seconds, I'm I'm probably thinking about milking that you're gonna yeah. for one time. I think so. You're going to roll in. You're going to show Yep. Show this. Right here. Yep. I got, I got, it's like. The, the show, FBI agent where they're just flipping it up and down. You just flash that I got an invite yep. to the deal, and you get at least one practice round. I think so. Of course, if the real Scott Stalling shows up on the day you're playing your practice round, it <laughs> gets off. Then it gets awkward. But I'm saying if he would have just kept things quiet, mm-hmm. and a couple weeks from now, maybe yep. even give him a call. Hey, Scott Stalling's here. Got my invite. I'd like to come down next week and play. Is there a good day? Yeah, we're pretty quiet on Tuesday. <laughs> Pretty quiet on Tuesday, and yep, I, I bet there's a good shot. He's in. He's getting. He's getting 18 holes out of it. Because let's let's face it, that's a great story. Scott Stallings, the real Scott Stallings. He's not like if he was other than his golf swing. If he, we'd re- we wouldn't recognize him. I wouldn't. And we, and we're 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 follow golf pretty close. Yes. So now you got guys at Augusta that I mean, no. their well, world is inside the. And then you the on top of that. His wife's name's Jennifer, too. Bring her with. So then yep. you start answering some security questions. Hey, Scott, um, what's your wife's name? Jennifer. That checks out. All right, go play no, here. They're not even asking that, though. No. Seriously. Showing the invite. He could have parlayed this into, I'm sure he's getting on the property. Yes. And I wonder how many how many swings he would have to make before <laughs> they go, <laughs> what man, what on? tournament did this guy win? <laughs> <laughs> is he... Is he Dribbles one off the first tee. Of course, you'd <laughs> have a house tough. caddy. You'd, yes. you'd just get one of their caddies. Yep. And that guy's going to be telling stories like, do not bet on Scott Stallings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I okay, This but, guy did not play it correctly. Right. So, obviously, we're rooting for Scott Stallings. We were rooting for him, the second Scott Stallings, to go down and play. But would you guys go down and play? Would you would you take that invite down there and be like, "Yep, I'm Mark Johnson." I wouldn't. It would take a special person t- to do that, to have the courage to do that. Yeah. I wouldn't either. No? I'd love to be able to say yes, but no. I'm uh, doing it. You you would I'm a, yeah, I'm going to see how far I can get. <laughs> what do you mean? I got the invite right, <laughs> right. here. I guarantee you you could get on property. Easy. Oh yeah. And Playing I would it the way you said, Mark, with a call. Hey, I got my invite here. Just want to get that practice round in. I would imagine yeah, they've you're... got they've got instructions in the yeah. invite, right? How to set everything up. Oh yeah, yeah. right. That only I mean, you now... were going to know based off the invite. Yep. Yeah. Ugh. He missed his opportunity. Yes, he did. And there was a guy back in the day, and I watched a thirty for thirty I on him. I saw this where he got himself like 
in the locker or on the court. Like he did warm-ups during the NBA All-Star game. Oh, I was thinking something different. It was just a general, he was just yeah. a Joe Blow guy. Okay. He was he would end up on football fields. He would end up yeah. in a baseball. He was taking batting practice at like an all-star <laughs> game. The guy was unbelievable. He looked the part and he, he got just this. did it. Yes. This was How about this was this was the PGA's 30 for 30 right here. This goes it back would have been to, beautiful. This goes back to our idea. Throw an average guy in there. The old Scott Stallings deal. Oh, this would have been a talker for years. And I'm thinking if there's ever a tournament that you could do this as an imposter with, with this scenario where all of a sudden you have it because you're getting past the guard right off Magnolia Lane and as you and pull the, in. And yep. So you're getting past them. Hey, Scott Stallings, I got it. Yep. Hey, welcome, welcome Mr. Scott. Stalling. You get to the clubhouse, you're probably going to flash it again. You'd have to have a pretty savvy bag boy greeter to go. But even you're not Scott. Stalling. Even then, to your point, you're probably going to call ahead, <laughs> create a practice round time. So you have the invitation as backup, but then you get on property. You don't even have to drop your name until you get to the check-in. You know, yeah, I got a three o'clock today. You yeah, know, you'd have to own it, I'm just on. like yep. getting into free seats, like we talked about last episode. Yep, you'd have to you'd have to own it. This is golf free seats right here. Yep, this that's where if you, it got in the right or wrong hands of a person, a person you could pull that off. I don't know how many holes you'd get to play, depending upon your golf swing, but what if? That and then what if? are you getting in trouble? Are they are they going to yeah, prosecute they, you they for do? trespassing? Yeah. Or I mean, you got the invite. Impersonation is Just that played a dumb. Thing? I got the invite. <laughs> it was a lucky day. <laughs> I I mean, honestly, I struggle with memory loss, so I could have won a, t- a tournament back then. Yeah, I don't who know. Knows? Yeah. No. Um, yeah. So that's. Uh, so that's, Scott's playing this week in uh, Hawaii. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. The the PGA Scott, not the. Oh yeah. Do second, we know that for not sure? The second Scott. That's true. Yeah, he can show up in Hawaii. Um, yeah, so exciting stuff. We're gonna get back into the the DraftKings. I think we're gonna take our first first break here uh as we as we transition into some DFS stuff. Um, but on the other side, breaking down the tournament of champions. We got some some good uh good insights to that. Getting back into the fantasy golf. That's gonna be the uh the take for the, the second half of this. So We'll be right back. We're going to take our break. Uh, Stick around here. This segment brought to you by Sweet Shots Grill and Lounge. Don't miss our happy hour Monday through Friday, 3.30 to 6.30. Fantastic prices on all things booze and beer. $3 taps, $3 wines. Stop on out. Also, lunch specials, $10 for just one of the best lunches you're ever going to find Monday through Friday. Coach uh, or Chef Aaron Marty has done his best work for our lunches. Sweet Shots, it's your one-stop shop stop for family fun. That lunch deal is phenomenal. It is. I absolutely love it. Half sandwich and a cup of soup or chips or whatever, 10 bucks. And the soups, ooh, chili today. Chili. That's phenomenal. It was great chili. That is great. So those those aren't polished spots. I think once we get an official, like people paying us for, is that how it works maybe? We get a sponsor or something like that. Then we'll we'll polish those up. But I'm basically just rattling that off the top of my head. I'm sure you couldn't tell. That's why we keep you around, Mark. Because that's uh, (laughs) didn't notice. (laughs) That's all you're here for is the the ads after our breaks. Um, Yeah, sweet shots, bar and lounge, plenty of booze. Grill, grill and lounge, grill Grill and lounge. lounge. I don't even know. Yeah, great. Well, 
get kicking it off. Like we said, Century Tournament of Champions going down to Maui, slightly warmer than around here, although not bad out on the bays. Um, getting back into DFS, gents, I thought we could just touch on it again because it has been a while. Um, touch on maybe a refresher for how DFS works and and kind of what we're looking for, what we do in our process um, to kind of get the people at home back in the mode again. Chuck, I don't know, as our resident sure. DFS expert. Yep. So DFS, unquote, short for daily fantasy, right? That's what it comes down, daily fantasy sports. Um, we we are using DraftKings as the preferred um, application or product. There's FanDuel. There's other ones out there. DraftKings, I think, is the more popular uh, when you look at what's across the industry. Uh, with DraftKings lineups, you're looking at six golfers. So you're picking a team. Your your best, what you think will be the best for the week. Six players, you got a $50,000 budget. Each player, obviously, the better the player, the more they cost. So this particular week, there's two players that are over $10,000 alone. Mm. And then on the pretend low... Pretend money. Pretend money. Pretend pre money. Yeah. Yep. Pretend cash. At $10,000. Yep. I mean, we're wagering real money, but... Yes, just for clarity for the new listeners. Yes, that's an important point, Mark. Because otherwise, this would eliminate a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. Just <laughs> click that off. I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> so, uh, and you got to draft six of these guys. Wow. <laughs> on the low end, uh, the cheaper players will be at six thousand range, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get into what type of games are out there, and we've talked about this in the in previous podcasts. But you can get into this uh, playing ten cent games. Uh, there's 25 cent games. There's 50 cent, dollar, two dollars, all the way up to you can do a hundred dollar per entry. Then there's multiple entry ones versus single entry games. So if you look out there uh, this particular week, you can find where maybe you want to build just one team, do a single entry, and it's a dollar. That's kind of fun to do. Then you know yep. you're going against maybe there's 5,000 entries total, but those individuals can only enter one lineup as well. Versus mass entry, there's 150 entries where those are the guys that this is what they do for a living. They're going to throw in all 150. They actually leverage third-party s- software to help them build these lineups. And it's, it spits out, you know, after they've dis- identified maybe their three core guys, they got formulas then that the other three are just randomized. And they'll get 150 lineups. As a new beginner, I would avoid those because... You're, you're, the, the cards are stacked against you. Right. And how do you? How can you tell the number of entries? Yeah. So when you get out there on on DraftKings, click on golf. Obviously, there's the ten sports listed. Football's still out there. NBA, basketball, and everything. But you're going to hit golf. And then once you get into golf, choose your denomination of what you want to spend. And for instance, I'll go in there. Um, say you're doing a dollar. On the left, once those entries show up, you can see a line item for every single, uh, I'll call it tournament. Um, you can see the den- denomination right there, plus the number of entries. So say like times three, times 150, or times one single entry. That's how you know how many entries can be be uh, put in by you. So they put, they uh, they show you. They do. It's not random. You, you, yep, you can pick, pick it as yeah. you go in there. Yep, you can before even you even start your lineup. You can even sort by the number of entries that's right. In that game that you want to, if you only want to be entries of three or fewer, you can you find can the that. games that just yep. offer entry, three entries. Or you can sort by the amount of money you want to spend. Maybe you want to do dollar only. 
You can start by that. Have you ever done the head-to-head stuff? So you just go against one random... I have. I haven't had much luck doing head-to-head. So I personally, I kind of like just throwing out lineups with the idea that um, I feel if I'm doing my background, a little data research, I'm going to be better than the majority. And if you're better than the majority on some of these single entry or three entry, you're going to make some money back. May so, not necessarily win it, but you're going to make your 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 uh, your dollars back. Yeah, probability, kind of law of probability, yep. right? You're yep. Just, We're excited know. this year. I, I don't know off off camera. We talked last week about as we enter this year of uh, of fantasy golf, guaranteeing if folks follow Chuck's method, guaranteeing they're going to win money. Well, over uh, the course of the year, uh, guarantees strong, Mark. I don't know if I guarantee money, but. I think you're going to have fun with it, you and you're yep. going to have you're going to be able to maintain a bankroll that's going to allow you to continue to play each week. It's not like you're going to be able to quit your job all of a sudden, but it's going to be you're going to have the dollars there to be able to play and continue to play and have some fun. It's entertaining. Yeah, it's entertaining. That's that's, it, that's, that's what it's is, all about. It's, yeah. it's entertaining. It gives you it gives you something to cheer for. You know, everyone's got their favorite golfer. Sometimes they don't play every week, but week to week you're watching golf and you're cheering for guys. Yeah, you know, you, you have a team that you're trying to cheer for, and I think. Uh, that's that's probably the most enticing thing for myself. It gets you gets you in the door. Absolutely, yeah. So um, moving into into this next week, um, as I was kind of looking at a lot of the the DFS accounts that I follow for for uh, this fantasy golf are kind of putting out their their New Year's rules to win or something along those lines, right? Um, and and I in looking was able to find one that I really kind of think resonated with us as far as how we can communicate. Um, like we mentioned, maybe our first one, we're, we're kind of doing the research, we're bringing it to people right? so they don't have to go do it themselves. Um, and found one from one, uh, Chad Eckert on, on Twitter. And he's a, this is what he does for a living DFS. Um, actually a Minnesota guy. So maybe mm-hmm. we're slightly, he's one of us. Yeah. Maybe yeah. slightly biased towards him, but he threw out his top 10 tips for fantasy golf um, and Love how it. to be excess- successful each week. And I yeah. kind of wanted to just, just brush through it, get your guys' thoughts on it. I, I think they're they're fantastic um, and at least gives you a structure and an idea. So getting into it, top 10 tips from this from Chad Eckert on DFS golf. So number one, when you're picking your guys, you want to find the winner, whoever, whoever that mm-hmm. may be, whoever you think is going to find the winner, because obviously winner gets all the bonus points and everything like that. Yep. So you want, you want the guy that you think is going to win it. Um, secondly, you're going to use a, a six, a name in the six thousands, right? So you talk about your budget picks, find someone down there that is going to allow you the ability to maybe spend some more money on the, on the top end of that. And in the industry, it's called stars and scrubs, stars so, and scrubs. So you take a guy or an individual you think is going to win, right? And then the scrub is finding that diamond in the rough, if you will, that 6,000, the low end. That's going to make the cut and have a good week. Yep. Make some points for you. Yep. Save some money on your budget. Um, and then he also talked about rule number three, or tip number three, structuring your lineup. And basically that just means having a plan. Like you said, spend the money on the top end guy that you think is going to win and then going down into 6,000, but then having maybe a guy from the 7,000s, 8,000s, 9,000, being able to kind of dip into each one of those areas, sure. having a solid structure. Like he said, a, a lot of these guys that are doing it professionally, that's that they follow that structure. Now, every once in a while, you're going to get a, a lucky day where yeah. a couple six thousands make a run for it or whatever. Um, what was this? Fourth, spend the money. 
use your use your full budget. Mm-hmm. There's there's no bonus points for only spending forty five thousand of the fifty, right? That's you, true. You don't get any bonus points for that. So I get unless you're feeling really good, you got an inside tip or whatever. Spend. Don't be afraid to spend the money. Um, and then Chuck, I thought of you when I saw this because you're kind of big into this. But course fit. Yeah. And that course history kind of goes into that. So guys right. that are guys that are playing well and are familiar with that course, you know, focus on those guys. And similar to that is building teams with ball strikers on um, that are playing guys that hit the ball well. Because if they hit the ball well, um, they're able to get themselves in scoring position, which gives you more points. Mm-hmm. Um, I love love how he phrases this. Decently, recently. Yep. So guys that are playing. Who's coming in? Coming, coming in hot. hot. Yep. Um, looking at guys with a fair price. So mm-hmm. maybe you notice someone that might be undervalued or something because sometimes DraftKings does that. Don't yep. be afraid to scoop them up. Just because they're not priced as high as you think doesn't mean that uh, they're still not going to perform. Um, and then you're looking at uh, a not too popular tip. So finding a guy that maybe is under the radar, like you were saying, stars and scrubs kind of goes back to that. And his last point, which is good, watch golf. You yeah. Gotta, you got to stay up to stay up to date. And it kind of leans into gut feelings and, and stuff like that. If you watch like a guy those. play, yep. um, be able to, to have a gut feeling. You're just going to watch golf. I like that. That's really good. Who is this gentleman? LJ? His name's Chad Eckert. Okay. Um, and and he is uh, a Minnesota native, but he does this DFS stuff for a living. Um, I, I think he's also a realtor. But the uh, only thing I I would say is Chuck, you had done some research. Um, you had done some research on uh, DMF a couple of years ago. We, we just had a, a moment here. We, our uncle is <laughs> on third level. Taking a look. I think both of them. I think I, I saw two Yeah, you look out the window. Our uncles are on the third level here. Maynard and Marty. Past and Marty. the red line. Yep. They are past the red line. It's not safe. As he's got his cane in his hand. And this is fantastic because he hasn't been here before to see it. So, oh, really? Yeah. Oh. This is this is great. So, um, sorry for the distraction, but I, I was like, I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. Just wandering about. Uncle Marty is on the T line, taking a look. <laughs> so um, the the one thing though, I thought Chuck that you you the experts were saying, you know, as far as your salary cap, yeah, they've won many times without using yeah. their their full yep. amount. I, what? Yeah, I wrote that down, Mark. So when you get into the big big like one fifty enters or fifty entries, where you can get unique is to not use all your cash. Mm. Because typically, as you're building lineups, more times than not, the guys, what they're going to do is they're going to use all the dollars, right? You get to the last part, and all of a sudden, you got 8400 left. You look and you go, oh, I can get Finau at 8400 I'm putting him in. Where you get unique is picking somebody in that 7000 range, leaving to, um, money on the table. That's how you get separation from the, the little, mass entry. A little more unique. Yep. Yeah. Ah. So I would do that more so when you get the large, like a... 25 or more entry, that's how you get unique. The one entry. 25 through, or more dollars? No, no, no. No, Sorry. 25 or more entries. Or you is, you, you're in a mass entry where you can do 25 lineups. Oh, okay. That's how you get unique. That's how you differentiate Leave, yourself because yep. everybody's trying to max their salary. They out. are. And they end up for, taking the same guys. That's how it ends up. Yeah. Especially Master's Week. That's Limited what I found field. is yeah. Master's Week. And that's, sure. we'll talk more about that when we get into April. Leave some dollars on the table. And that's how you get a little more unique. 
That's a good point. Well, yeah. And that's I why we're here. Yep. That's why we're here. Yep. I, did they get off the, the range or the uh, third floor safely? Because I don't see them any longer, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess I wasn't I watching. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mark, I don't know if you have any tips or tricks from your experiences, but anything to add? No, I, I think when I have one, it's been it's been more uh, horses for courses. Yeah. Course, course history. Uh, yep. yep. God, I remember this guy playing well there last yep. year. I kind of yep. look at last year's, uh, how yep. did they play last year? What kind of form are they in now? And yeah, I mean, there there is something to be said. Sometimes golf courses just fit the eye for a player. Or they putt well on those greens or whatever. And so I tend to lean that way. Absolutely. Between, I, I understand all the proximity to hole or strokes gain, this and that. I, I don't... Yeah, I don't have access to a lot of that information or patience to go out and research that. So I'm going off course history and how are they playing right now. And I I like that. I think uh, that's a great segue into this week's tournament, Century Tournament of Champions, where course history comes into play here. Chuck. It does, I mean, it's, very much so. You get past champions are invited, or winners on tour are invited to this. Yep. Um, and so if you're a multi-winner on the tour, you've played here multiple times. So um, that was a big thing for me when I was looking at it. Again, we are in, in Hawaii, Maui. It's a no-cut event. Um, so again, kind of a unique situation for DraftKings because um, nobody's getting cut here. Yep. Uh, we were talking beforehand. It's a low-scoring tournament. These guys are good, and it's not necessarily the world's toughest golf course. So guys are going low. Aren't so are live guys not invited? Not to this one. That's correct. Like So a guy like uh, Cam Smith? Not coming back. Not the and who won it last year. Yeah, correct. defending champion. That's correct. Not coming back. Not Sorry, there. can't play here. That's the deal. Well, it's a PGA Tour event. Yep, yeah, right. So, so yep. yep, yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's a great point. So if you know you touched on it, I'm I'm big. I I, I follow and look at past uh, results. I just do a simple Google search on in, in this particular at Century Tournament of Champions past champions. Found the website and you can toggle between the years. So from last year to twenty one to twenty twenty to twenty nineteen, you can see exactly where everybody ended. That's kind of how I start my research to go. Oh well, for instance, JT Justin Thomas, all top threes within the last three years mm-hmm. with a win in twenty. That's pretty solid. John Rahm, Patrick Cantlay, and, and Xander Schauffele, all top tens the last three years. Marikawa sneaky. All top sevens the last three years. Ooh, yeah. And uh, Sung JM didn't play three years ago, but the last two years he's been top eights. A couple newbies, you know, one that jumps out at me is Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Hasn't played here before. I like his game. Might be a kind of a, a sneaky dart throw there. A little rookie for the tournament. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, our guy, Hoagie. Hasn't uh, hasn't played here. Yep, but he's got the game for it. When you look, Coastal, right? One in on Pebble. Yep. I he's think the great, wind can blow here. Great ball striker. Great. Yep. Give himself a lot of looks for birdie. Now, one thing that maybe makes me a little nervous. He mentioned big greens when he played the British the Open. <laughs> they yeah. Didn't necessarily like these have big greens. I don't know if there's a if that's plays into it, but I'm Hit still putting them in my lineup. Just Hit it closer, <laughs> LJ says. I love it. And then one thing I heard, guys, this is a little, this is sneaky. Victor Hovland. Okay. 
he showed up last week and has been playing the course to get used to it. Really? Well, he needs to the way he hit the ball towards the end of last year. Oh. Now, he was out of form. Does Victor have, is, is he married? Does he have a family? He's pretty young. I think okay. he's got a girlfriend. I don't know if they're married. Okay. A lot of people, it's Hawaii. Is it vacation? To get out there, have a good time? How focused are you on winning? I don't know this for a fact, but Victor might come in just, I'm here to win. I'm not here. Yeah, to, if he's there a week early, that's a good point. I do think he, you know, he didn't have the year he was hoping last year. I think right. he's probably doubled down, kind of really buckling down. He definitely has a game to be a major contender. Yeah. Um, so I could, I could see him. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommit myself this year. Get on it. Okay. Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah, I had a little sneaky pick in here. Uh, your your boy Seamus Power. Yeah, as a, a rookie coming into the into the tournament, uh, great in the strokes gains category. He's a bomber, um, and he's got a great iron play. So that was kind of like my that. sneaky pick coming into into this week at 7200. Yep. So that can nice afford little, you some some nice bigger values there. Yep. Salary. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Anything else on on the course side of things? You know, just for those of you out there listening that want to maybe do a little more homework on there, a gentleman I've mentioned it before, a site, Rick Rungood, do a YouTube search on that. The guy does a lot of data analysis, and he's built tools, and he he shows his screens. And he's done this for this particular tournament on course history, who's coming in in good form, things you touched on earlier. Um Who's ball, the ball strikers, this type of course, you know, st- strokes gained around the green, putting, he does it all. And then he even goes as far as to rank who he thinks would 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 uh, excel at this course. Mm-hmm. So I'd check him out. He's a, an avenue that I like to use. Yeah. And if not, if we're feeling a little lazy, just listen to this show. Keep it right here. We're going to dissect yep. it all. Yep. We'll bring the data to him. That's what we're doing. Yep. All, all right. Are we getting in the lineup? Yeah, now? let's do it. Okay. Uh, Chuck, I I think we're gonna keep you in the winner's circle here for this week, so you get to go first. I love it. Pick well, your lineup. I am I am going with uh, Tom Hoagie because he's undefeated since he's been on our podcast. It's true, right? Very true. So he's gonna keep it running. Yep. Right. I happened to bump into uh, Amy Olson this morning. She was here working on her game a little bit, grinding early, and love I threw it. that stat out to her. Did you? <laughs> I said, Amy, you might want to consider getting on this podcast. <laughs> oh, why is that? And I told her. Yeah. It's in the I works. I got her attention. Yeah. Good. It's in so the works. It's in the works. Okay. We're working with her. Anyways. I look forward sorry. to it. Um, then I'm going to go with a couple uh, individuals that have good, really good course history. Well, so to jump back to Tom. Oh, Hogan, sorry. He's your yeah. value pick because he's $6,500. He's, he's my lowest. Yeah. Yep. $6,500 for Tom. Hogan, I think that's so. a steal. Yep. Absolutely. But that puts the, I mean, it, it tells of how important course knowledge is if they've got Hoagie right. at 6,500. Yep. The rookies. Yep. Of course, anyways. Yep. Sorry, Chuck. Well, I'm going to go in that order then. Then my next cheapest is, is Seamus mm-hmm. Power, 7,200. Yep. Yep. And then I uh, jump into the to the eights. I got Sanjay M. I'm nice. liking course like history that. there. Yep. Okay. Then uh, right behind him in salary, I've got uh, Victor. I'm liking the fact that he's been there working be on hard playing grinder. the course. I like it. Okay. Um, and then looking salaries here. Oh, now I got Morikawa. I think he's going to fly under the radar this week. I don't, he's kind of in that range where he's around other guys that the names may be a little bit bigger. Maybe they've been playing a little bit better, mm-hmm. but I like the course history here. 
top three sevens. top sevens three straight years. Okay, Colin Morikawa. Colin Morikawa. Yeah, okay. he had an off year too last year. He did a little yep. bit. He was searching for it a little bit. Um, and then my top guy, Xander Shoffley at ninety five. Mm-hmm. And Xander again, um, he's in there all top all top tens. Yeah. the last time he's been there. Yep. I think he's I think he's going to have a good year. I think Xander's going to have a big year and it's going to start. That's your top guy. That's my top guy. Yep, I'm avoiding the tens and ninety five. That's correct. All right. I'm more balanced, as they say. I think Xander's the type of guy. I mean, he, I think he could win at Augusta this year. Yeah, I think so. I think he's prepped for a big year. Yeah, I do too. It's, it's going to go one or two ways for him. I mean, he's yep. so it hasn't fallen his way yet. But well, he had a didn't he get a win? Yeah, he got a win at the uh, international, whatever that is, international men's golf. Oh, that was an international golf tourney. Uh huh. And he's got a ninth and a fourth this fall. He's prepped. I'm taking prepped it. and ready to go. That's mine, guys. Let's hear yours. I'll go. So um, I'll start opposite of you. So I'm going to dip into the tens. I'm going Scotty Scheffler. Ooh, I mean, yes. He, aside from the Masters win, you know, after the Masters, I think he kind of he struggled down the stretch. He had the expectations, just never really super delivered all that much. So I think he's coming back this year. He's going to get a hot putter and be, be really solid. Um, then I'm going to follow you, Chuck. I'm going into with Xander. I think, he, like we were talking about, he's going to have a good year. I got a feeling. Um, then I took Sam Burns at 8,400. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a great putter of the golf ball. That one was more of a gut pick. He was actually my last pick I did, so I had $8,400 left. I spent the money. Um, took Sam Burns. Uh, then I'm going Brian Harmon. And in my research, mm-hmm. so he's at 8,000. My research, he was a statistic. Statistical favorite. There we go. Um, just from his strokes gains, he's a great putter and course history. In 2018, he was third. So I think he's a name that's going to fly under the radar at 8,000. Then I'm going, I'm going to round it out with the two rookies, Sahith Tagala and Tom Hoagie, partners. Both uh, oh. both from recent form, value picks, um, and I think they're, they're going to kick off their season um, in, a, in a really good way. I, I, that's going to round out my line. So they were partners in that event. Correct. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a good one. I like that. Coming in with some positivity. I'm a, I'm a Thigala guy. I think he's just a great, great guy. I'm really rooting for him. So I'm, I'm hoping he starts off his year uh, really, really solid here. That leaves okay, I like it. Well, yeah, going last, um, I'm, I'm modified just based on what you guys nice. were doing. And I'm, I went away from a player. I had Xander Schauffele. Because of course history, mm-hmm. he bombs it, and uh, he's played well. I, I watch this tournament every year. It seems like Xander's in the mix, just mm-hmm. from my recollection. Yep. So I had Xander Shoffley. Um, but seeing as how you guys picked him, I want to be a little different. Um, I substitu- substituted uh, Xander with Patrick Cantley. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, you look at his fantasy points per game, 137.5. That's, that's an insane number. But he does it pick. so quietly. Yeah, he does. Not flashy. Unassuming. But yep. You know, he leads all those different categories. Strokes. He is. Good yeah, he is, he's really quiet. He kind of finds himself towards the top of the leaderboard. And I'll say this. I was really working hard on my team, trying to find a way. I am really high on Justin Thomas this year. Are you? I think he is motivated. I think he's, if he can get out of his own way, sometimes he tries to mm-hmm. do maybe a little too much and not just playing some stock shots. I think he, 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 I think he's poised 
for a huge year. You don't hang around Tiger as much as he does, mm. and you put that on yourself that I want to I want to be at that level. I th- I think he's hungry for it, and he has the game to do it. He's just got to figure it out. So that's like my that. jumping Did you in get the head. JT? No, I didn't. Oh, but this. Um, <laughs> But just I will. It all up. Right. But he's not on my team. Not well, I can't week. afford him because of the brilliance that I've done in other categories. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> in other price points. So, I'm going from the ground up. I want Tom Hoagie, 6,500. Yep. Great value pick. Absolutely. Again, value. So, we all have Hoagie. Yeah, we Love all it. do. Just a, just a value pick. Yep. My next, my next guy at 7,900, Billy Horschel. There's okay. another guy. He's Billy got Ho. the greatest shoes in golf. And. He's six for six on cuts, three top tens. He's just solid. Yeah, yeah he that, is. That's that, a good pick. At seventy nine, that cut stat is really important this week in a no cut event. Well, <laughs> that's true, but it's a glimpse into <laughs> it's a glimpse into how he's playing. I know it's a no cut event, but it's a glimpse into how he's playing. Then my next, uh, I also have Harmon. Yeah, Harmon. Brian Harmon is a value grinder points yep. guy. He is. He is. I think he, we talked about him a couple weeks back, right? We yeah, had him on our team. Yeah. He's just fantastic. And then I was happy to hear you guys didn't have Max Homa on oh, any of your teams. Yeah. He's got a so, kid now. Yeah. I know. Dude but, hasn't slept. Well. And he's switching time zones. You're the whole H's. Hoagie, Harshal, Harmon, Homa. Hang on. And hang on. I don't have him in my lineups. No, I got Cantley, yeah. Where's he from? And then my 9,300 pick at 9,300, the guy... He won a couple times last summer, back to back. I got Tony Finau. Oh, nice, yeah, bomber. I think Tony is poised for another another good year. He's been there before. Well, he's proved it. The whole thing earlier was that he couldn't he couldn't finish a round, that's right, or a tournament. Yep, he was and, good with second. Yep, and now I mean he's he's proved everyone wrong. It's I good. think yeah, so, I like that. Pick. But if I had something to do over again, I would I would uh, substitute Horschel. He's at seventy nine hundred. I'd mm-hmm. find another two hundred bucks, and I and I'd go back in and I I dump Cantley for Justin Thomas. Mm-hmm. So I like this lineup, Mark. It's a little non scratch, right? So in the in the world of this world, a scratch team is guys that are popular, right? Yep. right. And so I think I have a little less scratch team, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially I, with Cantley. Yeah, no, I like the Cantley play. Max Homa, somebody that definitely has the game, whether or not he's focused. We'll see. I think it'll be a I saw, I a saw on Twitter last week he was out grinding. It must have been really chilly in Arizona. It was like 60 and rainy. They actually were getting <laughs> rain, and he was on good. the range grinding. Okay, good. Yep. He was. Versus at home changing diapers. That's correct. It was actually uh, his buddy, PGA Pro, who wears the weird hat, Dalman, Joel Dalman. Joel Dalman. Dalman. Yeah. Picture, posted, he said, this guy will do anything to stay away from the wife and kids. That's what he posted. Changing yes. diapers. Yeah. 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 I, uh, yeah, I like, I think we got, uh, this is I good. mean, it's just, it's nice to have a lineup back again. Now this event, because it's in Hawaii, I think it gets windy in the afternoons. Would this yep. be, a, oh, you could yeah. do a late and an early wave on like after I've you seen do your four day, could you come back in and go, geez, Thursday wasn't what I hoped. I'm just going to play a one day Friday or an afternoon. Absolutely. And I think you if could. you play a one day yeah. and then you look for the guys with the late tea times, stay away from them. Yep. Yeah, I've I've seen that the course plays so easy though that it's not necessarily necessary. Oh, yeah, it's not a not a difficult setup. The tee times are set. I'm looking at them right here. Yep. So, so for instance, day do- one afternoon, yeah, JT tees off last, and not Gale. Oh, you don't have him. 
was was Xander. Great. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) So for those listeners that, that, that I think last fall we were talking about, you know, playing one day, one day fantasy, you know, say your team didn't do what you hoped it did on, on Thursday and Friday, and you still want to play something on the weekend, you could do a one day, but then be aware of the weather and the tea time waves. And each course has its nuances. They, these courses play differently depending upon what the wind is doing. And, and you know, the weather in that part of the world may be predictable. It may always blow after two o'clock like Torrey Pines. Um, so be aware of that if you're playing a one day. Yeah. Yep. Great point. That is a good point. We, uh, we're going to wrap up here. We just hit the 30 minute mark. So I'm not sure if our, uh, if our camera caught all of that. So apologies to those on YouTube if we, if we cut out, but, um, Good to have our lineups in. Uh, gives us another thing to talk about next week. Um, we're going to start start the scoreboard again for the new year. So um, thanks to everyone for listening in. Good luck to both you guys. Yeah, good luck, guys. You're going to need it. Um, and we'll, we'll recap, recap next week. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.